and welcome back to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria. And I'm Laz. And today we're here to tell you all about our favourite album of the year. Yeah, but before we do that, happy Christmas. We hope you all had a lovely Christmas. I'm sporting my Frank Zappa Don't Eat the Yellow Snow Christmas jumper. Um, and yeah, it's New Year's Eve, so we're wishing you all for tomorrow and onwards a very happy 2023. And we hope that you'll spend a lot of it with us uh, in yeah. the Minds of Metal, <laughs> joining us for all the content we bring you. Uh, it's been a pleasure so far. We've had a lot yeah. of fun. Um, but yeah, should we crack on with our album of the year, 2022? So as you've probably seen on our channel, in the lead up to this video, we bought you Laz's top five albums. I mean, they were, they, I did the videos, but it was kind of both of ours. Some of them, wasn't there? Some of them, yeah. yeah. So in number five, we had The Great Heathen Army by Aim on the Marth. In number four, we had Darker Still by Parkway Drive. In number three, we had The End So Far by Slipknot. And in number two, we had Of Kingdom and Crown by Machine Head. And our number one album of 2022 was... Requiem by Korn. Yes. I just can't we both say it with huge smiles on our face. Yeah. Um, I've been so excited all morning. Yeah. I was like, come on, yeah. should we do it? Should we do it? <laughs> Shall we shoot it? <laughs> um, what an album. What, why don't we go ahead and tell them what we loved about it first overall, yeah. and then we can get into the songs, yeah? Okay, cool. yeah, that's a good go plan. So, oh, guys, there's just... Like, there isn't a fault in it for me. There isn't a bad track. It's just all perfect for me. I love the melodies. I love how singy it is. I love the fact that I want to dance to this music. I want to dance to this metal music, you know. It's so just headbangy. And I actually really love the production on it as well, although it is very modern and I'm sure we're going to get into that yeah. as well. And I just love the fact that Korn are staying so familiar with this whilst evolving mm. and changing. And I just, I really love that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, what I loved about the album there's a reason, I said to you in the previous videos, there's a reason that I was so close to choosing Machine Head as my number one album, but the reason that Korn got the number one spot for me as well is that every time I listen to it, and you know from living with me, yeah. we are singing the choruses all, all day. Like, we're sat yeah. there watching something on TV and we'll just be going, <laughs> just, uh, we just cannot stop. So because of that, it's just such a memorable album. And Dash mentioned it, the melodies, they're just so fantastically written. A few key points for me is, we're going to do a little music theory section in a minute, so bear with us, but consonant melodies throughout the whole album mm -hmm. over dark, dissonant music which shouldn't work. Actually, do you know what? Let's do it now. Warning, the following few minutes are full of boring music theory that's probably not going to impact your life in any way, but we spent too much time studying to not let you know that we know this stuff. So we okay, set the piano on. up. This is a tiny music bit of music theory. It's not a lesson. It's just to explain, because I'm going to be using these words a lot. So you've got the term consonant. Dash, you're going to head over to the piano. Consonant means nice sounding. So two notes together or two notes played one after the other that sound nice. Dash, if you do a couple of examples. That's, that's lovely, yeah. isn't it? They, they sound nice together. Now we're going to do dissonant, which is the opposite of consonant, which means it doesn't sound nice when you hear them together or apart. Dash. Yeah, you can hear that. And another one. They just don't sound nice. They're unagreeable. The notes don't work. Two other notes, two other pieces we're going to talk about is going to be very simple, but this is major and minor. A major chord sounds happy. And the minor chord sounds sad. 
that's it. I just wanted to get that out of the way so because I'm going to use those words mm -hmm. a lot. So the consonant, the nice sounding melodies throughout the whole album, mm -hmm. it's a metal album yeah. with dark riffs, dissonant riffs, minor chords everywhere, hard, heavy hitting sounding riffs and, you know, screams as well. Mm -hmm. But over this throughout the whole album, Jonathan Davis's consonant vocal melodies. I just, yeah, I'm so like lost for words because... There aren't any words to express how much I love this album, you guys. I love yeah. it so, so much. And it's so cleverly written. Like, songwriting is, like, on another level for me, you know? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Should we get into the songs? Shall we get into the songs? Let's, Let's go. You guys, it's going to be really hard to keep it short. I don't care. We should just no. talk about this album as long as we can because it's so good. And if you haven't heard it yet, like, just go and buy it. Like, literally, just buy it. Like, you should have the vinyl, CD, all of it. <laughs> Just have it. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, the first track of the album is called Forgotten. And what a start, you know. What a start to the album. I felt like it's so overly produced in places there's so much stuff going on in the background you know but it just fits like you don't feel overwhelmed you feel like yeah that's cool yeah, you know this is point. really great and uh, again i'm gonna say this a lot today but i love the melody you know the verse melody if i sing it this way that doesn't sound like a metal sounds song. jazzy yeah you know and then into the the breakdown one Day. <laughs> yeah, dissonant. just so dissonant. And then again, we are going into the um, into the resolution. Yeah, they're constantly keeping us on their toes like this from from track one. That's right. Yeah, with this song, I mean, you it kicks off exactly how you'd expect a Corn album to kick off with heavy detuned guitars that just come in really well produced, really heavy sounding. Um, I love the conversational vocals with a very subtle melody. You did the melody there, and it's not like a crazy musical line. It's just very subtle, isn't it? Very conversational as well. Um, I love the screaming and the vocals doing this sort of call and response thing. He screams once, then he sings some. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned about um, you wanting to dance. That must be because if you listen in the verse, the drumming is almost a bit funky. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. plays it. Yeah. It's almost like a little funk drum beat, which works so well. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. And uh, I think rhythmically, this is just, you know, it works so well with the melody. Melody and rhythm, they just, they lock in so yeah. well throughout the whole album. And you'll hear it because like you said... You want to dance, mm. you want to sing along, and that's the reason for yeah. it. So track two on this album is called Let the Dark Do the Rest. Um, and I thought the keyboard melody behind the intro was really nice. And we mentioned that you said about the production. There's a lot throughout this album of just little keyboard melodies being played behind a chorus, behind an intro, behind a verse. And it adds another layer and it just works so well. Uh, again, we've got a consonant verse melody, a verse melody that sounds nice to your ears mm -hmm. being played contrasted to the dark dissonant intro riff that you have which again i just love this marriage throughout the whole album the bridge was great because there was so much space um, loads of space for the vocals and the music to thrive mm. my favorite quote about music this is more not about sort of from a band but in terms of playing music is it's not the notes you play it's the space you leave and i think when you give 
Jonathan Davis and his vocals, the space like they do in the bridge of this song, then they thrive and they become like the main event of the song. Oh yeah, rests are as important as notes, you know. And I love the vocal harmonies in this one, so beautiful. And also, uh, we've got the growls, like, you make me sick, you yeah, know, it's yeah. like, oh, I just love it. You've got all this conversational phrasing, you've got this classic Jonathan Davis tone, and then, you know, you've got this kind of aggressive growls kicking in as well, yeah. it's just... Brilliant. And again, more funky drumming in the verses. Listen out for that. The next track is called Start the Healing. And oh, I love the chorus in this one. I should have been good. Da, 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 da. You know, it's like, yeah. Do you know what I love about it Just is when he, he sings and he says, should have been good. And then after the call and response and the screen comes in, I could take yeah. it all away. Like the real good contrast there. Mm -hmm. Really good contrast. Yeah. And... It's full of it. And you know, I only actually started noticing these contrasts properly when I was prepping for this episode. Because when you listen to it, when you are, you know, in the moment just listening to the music, because it all works so well, you don't really notice that. Yeah, it's only when you dig deep and Yeah, find, when you like listen. really focus and you take yeah. notes and this, that, the other. You figure out what's going yeah. on. Yeah, and I was like, wow, every single song has that to offer. Yeah. It does. Um, yeah, I thought it's a great song. Uh, another consonant melody with some lovely vocal harmonies behind it during the verses. Uh, I mentioned the call and response in the mm -hmm. chorus. I love he does that. He does the, um, the I, I call them the Rob Flynn things, the angry yeah. vocals where he starts off. He goes, you stink, good <laughs> and he does it he goes um, the more you fall for it the more yeah. you start to quit and the build up I just love it I just hear emotion I hear raw energy and I hear passion in a in a in that vocal phrase yeah. so track four of this album is called Lost in Grandeur and I think we both love this one don't we oh. what I love about it is right at the start the rhythms and the yep. the, the subdivisions of rhythms they're playing with because you've it. got the it throws the listener off because you're hearing dun dun and you go okay think uh, and you think okay maybe this is how it's going to be and then you hear dun dun and then back to the so good and i just love the way they're playing with those rhythms yep and uh did you notice all these voices in the background like crying or laughing or whatever you know i feel mm. like that's the continuation of the nothing yes yeah so that's like a little throwback i've i've got that here i said because we hear uh his his vocals in the bridge you're hearing him at his emotions mm -hmm. and his rawest yep. and his, his most vulnerable, just like we did in The Nothing. I don't know if you guys know, but in The Nothing, he actually recorded himself crying and screaming because I think within the space of two months, he lost his wife and or his ex-wife and his mother. Mm. Um, so it was a very emotional album. And I think, don't know what this album's about, but you hear some of the emotion in this song. Yeah, you do. And again, they're like really, really just, you can just hear them ever so slightly. They're not at the front there. You know, they're not yeah. at the front of the uh, arrangement. And, but I was just listening to it. And I was like, oh, okay. This just, might be yeah. like a little throwback, you know? But yeah, very... Again, very dark, actually. Very dark lyrics. Because you've got stuff like, I fucking hate this every day. You know, this is dark. Yeah. But you want to dance to it. <laughs> what can yeah. I say? You know, honestly, guys, it's just, this is just how it is. Yeah. 
you're gonna hear me say it a lot through this album, but we've got another consonant melody being sung to us. Um, and what I love most about this song, and we said about it in the production, mm -hmm. is the keyboard uh, melody being played behind the chorus. Because he goes, then you're lost in the grandeur, help me. And this keyboard going, doo -doo 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 -doo. I think I did the wrong notes, but you just hear it so subtly in the back. And it's just another layer, another texture mm. that just makes the chorus so grand um, yeah. in this song. And yeah, again, fantastic. lots of space there in the chorus with the melody. Yeah. Help me find my way. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just really kind of just smooth, isn't it? Yeah, it flows nicely, mm -hmm. yeah. The next track is called Disconnect and uh, it's probably my least favorite of the album. I, agree. I still enjoy it, but it's not my favorite yeah. by far. I agree. But what I really love about it is in the verses, we've got all this instrumental layering going on. And I thought that maybe that would feel a bit too much for me, you know, but it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel messy. Again, it just all marries up really well. I do like the chorus harmonies. Yeah. The feeling is divine, you know, there's like a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun and there's like a harmony going on top of that. That's really nice to listen to. What do you think? It's a, it's a lovely light chorus, I think, mm. in comparison, you know, with some of the other heavier choruses we have and we're going to have. Um, again, I, I don't love this one. I, th I really like it, but it's not among my favourites of the album. Um, I love the similar unusual keyboard thing going on behind the verse. You've got that little melody. And yeah, like I said, the contrast between the really light chorus riff and mm -hmm. the really heavy intro riff. I'm loving that we're seeing these contrasts throughout yeah. this album. And then you've got the bridge as well. Selfishness. Yeah. Interject. So more heaviness. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So track six, we have Hopeless and Beaten, which I think is the heaviest song of the whole album. For me, what makes it so is the riffs, the note choices, the drumming, the screaming chorus. It just has it all. Um, but again, don't forget, we've got the consonant melody still there with the dark screaming behind it. I, I, I'm going on about it, but I, I love it. This is um, like your new nickname, Consonant Melody. <laughs> yeah, Consonant Lads. Um, I just love it because it is sh not that it shouldn't work. Many, many bands in metal and other genres of music have made consonant melodies work over minor chords or this or that. It happens. It's quite common. But for them to have done it this much, in nearly yeah. every song it happens, and I think it's fantastic. The chorus is so sparse and heavy, um, just leaving so much space there. It almost reminded me of like a Sepultura chorus, the uh, the song Slave New World, where you've just got that, you know, that heavy intro section with just letting three notes rip and let the space be there and let them thrive in the space they have. You know, I thought that uh, it has a very deceiving intro because you've got like a really heavy intro going into this like overly produced vocals that yeah. you just don't expect that to happen i wonder why they chose this kind of path of songwriting maybe because they wanted to appeal to new audiences actually because it makes it much more accessible i think you're right but it's funny isn't it because it sounds like corn mm -hmm. but there's still so much new stuff here mm -hmm. that we haven't really heard before this album would definitely group into the last two isn't it there's the yeah. nothing and they do sound similar but there's just another mm. another special layer on this one that just somehow is just making it amazing but anyway should we move on yeah. 
The next track is called Penance to Sorrow and I know I said it a lot today but again I really love the chorus, it's very singy. I can't break it, da 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 you know, it's like you, you just want to dance to it. You put some saxophone on that and that's an 80s funk song. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know, that is so Funk cool. elements, dancing, it's there. It it's is there. there, it is there. And, uh, you just want to dance to these dark lyrics. I kind of feel even wrong dancing to these lyrics. <laughs> you know when you want to dance to the lyrics, you mean you want to dance to the music. Yeah, to the music. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's so dark that I was like, mm, it's like, it feels kind of wrong, <laughs> but to like enjoy it so much in that way. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think? Uh, it's great, this one. Um, another standard heavy call intro riff, which we're used to. And then that guitar effect to take us into the verse. Just another oh. example of quite obvious production, but being used um, tastefully. They're not putting it everywhere. They're just choosing where to place it and it works so well. Um, I love the verse because it's so sparse and the vocals have the space they need to thrive. The instruments do exactly what they need to do and nothing more. Uh, more consonant melodies in the pre-chorus and chorus. Yeah. yeah, fantastic song, this one. So the penultimate track of the album is called My Confession, and I don't really have much to say about this one. I, I really love it. Um, another standard heavy core intro riff, more consonant melodies in the chorus. What was different in this one, though, is that his vocals, it's almost like slow rapping. Yep. Uh, with the dissonant, a bit minor as well. But yeah, I love this one. Really good. Oh, this is my, my favourite track of the album. I really love it. And you've got that, like you said, conversational. It's like preachy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey there, can you sing me? Can yeah, we love it. We just love it so much. Um, what do we do? Did we just rap corn? Yeah, yeah we just it's did. appropriate. It doesn't matter. Corn are a new metal band. Exactly. New, new, and new, new metal and band. Yeah. yeah and you fun. know that uh, I really love the drums in the chorus. They're like all toms, like. Yeah, you know. I didn't notice that. So good. <laughs> Everything about this song, it flows so well, it works so well. And you know what? That chorus, the way he sings it, when I hear that tone of Jonathan Davis's tone, I'm like, yeah, that's a classic Jonathan Davis tone. Yeah. You know, like really yeah. sort of na 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 yeah, like familiar. that. Yeah, yeah, like oh yeah, that's that's it. That's the one. You know. Yeah. Yeah, really love this song. Me too. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I had to add was how heavy the pre-chorus and post-chorus were. Yeah. So screamy, really heavy. So um, what is this? Yeah. yeah. Awesome stuff. The last track of the album is called Worst Is On Its Way, and uh, I love this one also. It's probably one of my favorites as well. Was this on your Spotify Wrapped? Yeah, <laughs> of course. And uh, also, I just, every time I listen to it, there's one thing that, you know, catches my attention. It's verse timing. Just going into the verse. From like, the intro. Yeah, yeah, there's like a really odd sort of time signature, I think. Yeah, I, I heard it. I think it's... I. I think they, I think there's a, a weird bar of seven eight in there. Mm. So for what we won't get too technical. You already had your music theory lesson for today, but I think that going into it, there's just that little skip, and I think it's mm -hmm. a, two bars of four four, and then a bar of seven eight, which will sound like this. You go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. Yeah. and it's just it's a little bit that's missed that really just kind of quickly throws mm -hmm. you into the verse. It's so small. It's so insignificant but yet yeah. it we heard it you heard yeah. it, you pointed it out to me and it just makes it 
oh so different doesn't it just yeah. amazing it's just like it's so weird when you yeah. listen to it like yeah that's cool that's weird that's cool and like you know we like that now the chorus okay this is probably i have to say it's my favorite chorus of the album the choir wrote best chorus of yep. the album it's bloody brilliant yeah. calling me it's so good um, I think it's epic in every sense of the word you've got the big sounding guitars the keyboards underneath playing the chords the lovely vocal melody that's actually quite minor and dissonant mm. like which is unusual because we've had consonant choruses throughout the whole thing yeah we're back here I know yeah we've, had, we've got a change of pace um so, yeah. good. Uh, some so good also funky drumming again in the verses i just want to point that out but again the this all lies with the chorus yeah and you know what i love what? i love the build-up of if it makes me sick yeah yeah i deal with it into the scat i call that i call that scratting because in in jazz you have scatting which is where they go this is screaming and scatting so i call it scratting brilliant i love that name Scratting. Back to cool. court. We heard this in Freak on a Leash. You hear it again in all their early stuff. Yeah. And he's just paying. You know, we've got a lot of new stuff from Corn on this album, but this is Jonathan Davis yeah. saying, We're not gone. Yeah, but it's then, classic you know. Jonathan Davis. Like, all metal fans know that this is his signature yeah. vocal technique he does, Absolutely. you know. And he's so famous for it, isn't he? Yeah. And oh, I love it. I just love it so much. Excellent. And uh, did you notice that that scat? Okay, scratch. Scrat. Is followed by like a couple of bars of acoustic guitar. Yes, I did acoustic. I was like, yeah. oh. Which is the first we've heard this album. I know. But it's really cool because it really brings it down. It's like a, a it's like a what do you want to call it? A chorus, but not big, not full, not full chorus. Mm -hmm. And to do that, they just get the acoustic guitar going on to keep the chords going with the vocals and with some effects. I think the keyboards are there too. Yeah. But then after one round of that, they just yeah. bring it back up. It's quite unexpected, isn't it? Fucking epic yeah. chorus. Oh, so good. So good. So I think that's a good place to end the episode uh, today. We hope we've expressed how much we love this album because it really is excellent. Um, before we go, though, we'll leave you with our final thoughts and our top three. So what is your top three favourite songs? Okay, this it's very hard. Okay. okay, can I just say? Very hard to choose. But I'm going to have to go with Worst Is On Its Way. The last track is my favourite track. Wait, so that's number one? Yeah. Okay. My Confession is number two. And Lost in Grandeur is number three. Nice. I like doing things the other way. I go three, two, one. Go so on. three for me was Penance to Sorrow. Oh, uh, cool. Two was My Confession. And number one was Lost in the Grandeur. For me, that keyboard, that melody, keyboard melody behind the chorus turns it from being a, a, like a, a very good metal song into a perfect one. Can't explain it. I can't explain it. Just that keyboard makes it all for me. Um, but anyway, final thoughts on the album. Shall I give mine and then you give yours? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah? Uh, I always write these down so, so I know, so I can express sort of the way I want to say things. Um, the album has this beautiful blend of consonant and agreeable melodies that appeal to and sounds nice to the listener. Now, when I say this as well, what I'm talking about is you've got two metalheads here. You've got metalheads, I'm assuming you guys are all metalheads watching this video, but we play this music to my family, to your family, who are not metalheads. And they listen and go, whoa, this is actually really nice. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about, appealing, making it accessible to a wider audience. Um, 
couple these consonant melodies with the heaviness and the darkness and the dissonance of the instruments and his screams and you've got a fantastic marriage of two contrasting musical characteristics and they come together to just create this fantastic piece of art. The production elevates it to the next level by adding other necessary layers that enhance the final product and just make this album an overall stunning piece of work. Yeah. You've got all the standard elements of corn, heavy intros, detuned guitars, unusual guitar effects and melodies, vocal styles, but ultimately for me, the vocals and the melodies are the hero of the album. I have nothing to add. Oh. I don't, you've done it so <laughs> no, well. Sorry. No, but that's brilliant, <laughs> isn't it, guys? It's brilliant. You said it all. And all I can say is that I think I always knew that Jonathan Davis is like this really gifted singer. And I'm not saying he's the best singer in the world because that's completely different. And like, what is the best anyway? But I think the fact that he brings so many different, like, so much different flavor to his singing, like you've got scrap, <laughs> you've got growls, you've got preachy conversational vocals, you've got legato sort of phrasing in some choruses, you know, and it's just, it's a variety that does it to me, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I really love that. But when it all comes together as yeah. the final product as one song or the whole album i mean i mentioned earlier that you know that there are moments in machine heads of kingdom and crown actually quite a few moments where i say that's an incredible riff and if i'm comparing riff to riff i probably prefer machine head if i prefer some chorus uh, some screams i probably prefer machine head some solos i prefer machine head mm -hmm. but the final product the way that this that each of these songs makes me feel yep. and when i've listened to an album I, I said it at the start, we are just singing it all day. If we drive to see my family and we put the thing on, we are there singing it nonstop. And we're just sitting in the car and then I'll just sing a, a line and you'll be there exactly the same place. And you're like, oh my God, I was just singing that. Uh, too many times this year, yeah. But that's exactly. the reason. Yeah. And I would never normally sort of to take away, like I said, I love the Machine Head one. I would, I'd normally give it to them for all the intricacies, the technical parts. I cannot stop listening and singing these choruses and for that reason I think that's why it deserves to be the Minds of Metal album of the year 2022. So guys thank you so much for joining us today for our album of the year episode. I've been so excited for this one and she I'm has. just oh, I've just been so excited. And I'm so happy that we got to, you know, just share our thoughts on it and I hope you guys go ahead and listen to it. Please do because it's just it's so worth it and you'll be singing along with us. And let us know in the comments if you if you don't agree, tell us why, tell us what your album of the year is and uh, why it may be Machine Head. Um no, no I'm joking. Uh, but do let us know in the comments what your favorite albums of the year were and whether you agree with us or not and if you do agree with us tell us why you love this album so much and don't forget to give us a like a share and subscribe to our channel we have so so many ideas coming for the new year and we can't wait to share them with all of you uh thank you again for joining us today have a metal 2023 have a lovely 2023 we'll see you soon